Hello, murder puppets. Do you like murder most foul? Do you like gory details? Do you love dark humor that offsets the horror? If you do, then come and check us out, the Gory Gals of the Color Me Dead podcast. We drop new episodes every Wednesday because on Wednesdays we wear murder. Adopt, don't shop, and stay Stay out out of chalk chalk lines. All right, hello everybody. Welcome back once again to the Baked and Awake podcast. That was a short promo you just heard from the ladies over at the Color Me Dead podcast. It is a hardcore true crime podcast format. Um, The stories are delivered by two hilarious yet very thorough ladies, Angel and Nikki. This podcast is not safe for work. It's not for the easily offended or for those with weak constitutions. All that said, there are podcast of the week this week. It's March 5th, 2018. This is episode 34 of the show. As I said, I'm Steve, your host. I want to wish my brother Sean, all the way over in Okinawa, Japan, a very, very happy birthday, which is already in the past right now as the time of this recording, but I hope you put your little time machine hat on for just a moment, Sean, when you listen to this. Know your big brother loves you. We miss you. Your family's beautiful. I hope you had a wonderful birthday, and uh, we'll look forward to when we see you again. All right, well, today on the show, uh, we're going to conclude our chat from last episode with local Seattle comic Nate Lopez. Uh, we talked about his life as a pro MMA fighter and what he's doing today outside the ring. Uh, before that, however, I want to bring you, I think it's looking like three quick stories of, oh, let's call it the rapidly approaching automation of the unskilled laborer class of industry at every level. <laughs> uh... One doesn't need to look very far to find these stories these days. Uh, you, you encounter them everywhere you look, under many different names, but all along a single theme. Rise of the Machines. The Internet of Things. Agenda 2030. Formerly Agenda 21. also known as the Sustainability Agenda. How about Terminator 2? Electric Boogaloo? You be the judge. Our first story comes to us um, from Business Insider as the original source, but this is, as often the case with me, via Slashdot.org. Uh, The headline to this story is, the -the jack-in-the-box CEO says, quote, it just makes sense to replace human cashiers with armed autonomous robots. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. I doctored that headline a little, but you get the point. Let's take a peek at this story. 
see what's really going on here. All right. As I said, this is businessinsider.com giving us this story, and this came out on way back in January, January 9th of this year. Uh, Kate Taylor is the writer of this piece. And the real title is Fast Food CEO says, quote, It just makes sense to consider replacing cashiers with machines as minimum wages rise. Orlando, Florida. Jack in the Box says it is considering swapping some cashiers with robots as the minimum wage rises in California. As we see the rising costs of labor, it just makes sense to consider adding new automated technology, CEO Leonard Kama said Tuesday at the ICR conference. Jack in the Box previously tested technology such as kiosks. According to Kama, the kiosks resulted in a higher average check and helped with efficiency. But at the time, Kama said the cost of installing the kiosks wasn't worth it. But with minimum wage increasing, Jack in the Box is reconsidering the use of kiosks and other technology, Kama said. Minimum wages are increasing in 18 states in 2018, including California, where the West Coast-centric Jack in the Box is based. California is on track to become the first state with a $15 minimum wage. Jack in the Box isn't the only fast food chain that has considered using automation to reduce labor costs and modernize. Wendy's announced plans to install self-ordering kiosks within a year. McDonald's is adding kiosks to 2,500 stores, though it pledged not to replace cashiers with kiosks. Smaller chains, such as Itza and Cali Burger, have been working on automating the entire restaurant experience. Quote, with government driving up the cost of labor, it's driving down the number of jobs. Then Carl's Jr. and Hardy's CEO, Andy Pudzer, told Business Insider in 2016. You're going to see automation not just in airports and grocery stores, but in restaurants. All right, so that's the first first little news bite for us. And the story that follows is very much related. This one comes from CNBC. And this is a little bit more information on that line from the last article about McDonald's and their move to install kiosks here. Uh, again, this time we have the headline. McDonald's stock surges on reports of the company's decision to also replace humans with flying hunter-killer automated McKiosks. Fuck it, I'm just straight up writing the future headlines from like five years on down the line right now. Okay, that's that's the next headline that we're going to see. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Wall Street cheers replacement of cashiers with kiosks. CNBC.com. This is, uh, this is, well, this is, yeah, this is a story from last year. And I did hear this story at the time. Uh, so a little bit of review. The Jack in the Box story is the newer of the two. But again, this isn't that far out of phase here. Cowan, I believe that's the McDonald's CEO, says McDonald's will upgrade 2,500 restaurants to its, quote, experience of the future technology by year end, 
which includes digital ordering kiosks. The firm raises its rating on McDonald's to outperform from market perform and price target for the shares to $180 up from $142. Same store sales estimates for 2018 raised to 3% from 2%. So, this is a very dry story, really breaking down the uh, stock position and how it changed in direct relation to this press release. Uh, and is a little bit dry and repetitive. Uh, here they say, though, MCD is cultivating a digital platform through mobile ordering and experience of the future as an in-store technological overhaul, most conspicuous through kiosks, ordering, and table delivery. Charles wrote in a note to clients Tuesday, quote, Our analysis suggests efforts should bear fruit in 2018 with a combined 130 BPS, or basis points, contribution to U.S. comps, comparable sales. So they're planning on adding 130 basis points to comparable sales based on their analysis of the believed gains that they're going to get from adding these kiosks. Uh, yeah, so, you know, uh, here we go. McDonald's has a little statement here. A McDonald's spokeswoman sent the following statement in response to this story. Quote, our CEO, Steve Easterbrook, so that other name wasn't, that was the uh, the analysts. Our CEO, Steve Easterbrook, has said on many occasions that self-order kiosks in McDonald's restaurants are not a labor replacement. They provide an opportunity to transition back-of-the-house positions to more customer service roles, such as concierges and table service, where they are able to truly engage with guests and enhance the dining experience. So, we'll leave that one right there, because, you know, you're under-impressed, I'm sure, I can tell, that story was from last June. And you say to me, but Steve, that's just fast food jobs. Oh, is that so? Hmm. Not according to the BBC, who, it says here, Levi Strauss is to replace hand aging of jeans with computer-controlled lasers. Gotcha. I didn't even have to fuck with that title at all, because it's actually real. Yeah. Levi's, you know, has been hand-washing and hand-aging their jeans for, I think, pretty much this entire, you know, the, the length of their long-lived, you know, 100-year-plus long company based around dungarees. Um, but it's 2018. Things are changing. As I said, this is coming from the BBC. This is a, a modern story. This is very current from the 20th of February. They have been making jeans since the 1890s, according to this caption on this uh, image at the top of the story. They begin here, Levi Strauss to use lasers instead of people to finish jeans. Levi Strauss is ramping up its use of lasers to automate the way its jeans are made. The firm says, the new techniques will reduce chemical use and make the way in which jeans are faded distressed and ripped more efficient by replacing manual labor with lasers 
Levi's will be able to finish a pair of jeans every 90 seconds instead of just two to three pairs an hour. Wow. It expects the new finishing method to be fully in place by 2020. Levi's said, the new process is less labor intensive and will help the company be more responsive to local markets. The methods enable the firm to produce just a few kinds of jeans in bulk, quickly tailoring the finishes to buyer demands. Chip Berg, president and CEO of Levi Strauss and Company, called the process, quote, the future of jeans manufacturing. The firm relies on overseas contractors to make the vast majority of its products. But a spokeswoman for Levi's says the company does not expect any job losses, quote, in the near term, because employees can be retrained and put to work in other areas. Somehow I don't think that's really going to prove to be the case in practice. Given the growth of our business with our vendors, we've seen that our manufacturing partners have generally been able to redeploy any affected workers, she said. The move comes as clothing firms grapple. See, when they say that, redeploy any affected workers, you think that's into promotions? You think that's into better jobs? You think that's into jobs with more of a future? Because I don't feel like it's probably any of those things. My own commentary there. Sorry. Anyway, the move comes as clothing firms grapple with increased competition and a faster fashion cycle. Fashions favoring leggings and other leisure wear have cut into blue jean sales, while retailers have been pressured to offer new trends more quickly, replicating strategies pioneered by low-cost, fast fashion brands such as Zara and H&M. Speeding it up. Levi's new method involves taking a picture of the clothing, and using computer software that Levi's developed in-house to design the coloring, rips, and other details. Upgraded lasers then interpret the design, firing slits and other details into the denim. The previous process could take more than six months from the start of the design cycle. That will be reduced to two weeks, even days in some cases, Levi's said. The number of steps involved in the finishing process, which used to involve hand sponging and sandpapering, wear patterns, and other details onto the denim, will drop from 18 to 20 steps to about three, it said. Levi's worked with a Spanish company, Genologia, which specializes in industrial lasers, excuse me, to develop the new methods. They also allow the company to reduce the number of chemicals used to reproduce the worn look of vintage jeans. Those have attracted critics for their polluting effects. I do understand that jeans are really hard uh, on the environment in terms of the process and the dyes and chemicals used. Um, so I guess that's an upside to this story, of course. Uh, the emphasis on automation comes as Levi's sales rose 8% last year, accelerating after several years of slower growth. But its profits slipped. Levi's, which started in the 19th century as a seller of work trousers and other products during the California Gold Rush, sells its products in more than 110 countries globally, making more than half of its sales internationally. All right, got one more for you, real quick, because those weren't depressing enough. I have one last story. Same theme, a little different lane of that theme. 
This is coming from businessfinancialpost.com. And uh, what we've got here is a story about a Stanford economist who has a uh, study that he has published in which he makes a startling, to some of us, prediction. That is, all fossil fuel vehicles will vanish in eight years in a twin death spiral for big oil and big autos, says a study that is shocking the industries. No more petrol or diesel cars, buses, or trucks will be sold anywhere in the world within eight years. The entire market for land transport will switch to electrification, leading to a collapse of oil prices and the demise of the petroleum industry as we have known it for a century. I hope you guys don't mind. We're going to smoke together while I see the story because this is our last story and then I'm going to drop us back into our Nate Lopez conversation. So let's just get some greens in this bowl here. I was going to roll a joint, but I blew it and got just hit record, got to work. That's all right. That's what we do. Sometimes. So. This is the Futuristic Forecast by Stanford University economist Tony Siba. His report, with the deceptively bland title Rethinking Transportation 2020 to 2030, has gone viral in green circles and is causing spasms of anxiety in the established industries. It's getting a little puffier. The story continues. We are on the cusp of one of the fastest, deepest, and most consequential disruptions of transportation in history. Seba's premise is that people will stop driving altogether. They will switch en masse to self-drive electric vehicles that are 10 times cheaper to run than fossil-based cars. With a near-zero marginal cost of fuel and an expected lifespan of 1 million miles. Only nostalgics in this world will cling to the old habit of car ownership. The rest will adapt to vehicles on demand. It'll become harder to find a petrol station, spares, or anybody the 2,000 plus moving parts that bedevil the internal combustion engine. Dealers will disappear by 2024. Cities will ban human drivers once the data confirms how dangerous they can be behind a wheel. This will spread to suburbs and then beyond. There will be a mass stranding of existing vehicles. The value of secondhand cars will plunge. You will have to pay to dispose of your old vehicle. It is a twin death spiral for big oil and big autos, with ugly implications for some big companies on the London Stock Exchange, unless they adapt in time. The long-term price of crude will fall to U.S. $25 a barrel. Most forms of shale and deep water drilling will no longer be viable. Assets will be stranded. Scotland will forfeit any North Sea bonanza. Russia 
Saudi Arabia, Nigeria, and Venezuela will be in trouble. It is an existential threat to Ford, General Motors, and the German car industry. They will face a choice between manufacturing EVs in a brutal, low-profit market or reinventing themselves a self-drive service companies, variants of Uber and Lyft. They are in the wrong business. The next generation of cars will be computers on wheels. Google, Apple, and Foxconn have the disruptive edge and are going in for the kill. Silicon Valley is where the auto action is, not Detroit, Wolfsburg, or Toyota City. The shift, according to SIBA, is driven by technology, not climate policies. Market forces are bringing it about with a speed and ferocity that governments could never hope to achieve. We are on the cusp of one of the fastest, deepest, most consequential disruptions of transportation in history, Professor Siba said. Internal combustion engine vehicles will enter a vicious cycle of increasing costs. The tipping point will arrive over the next two to three years as EV battery ranges surpass 200 miles and electric car prices in the U.S. drop to $30,000. By 2022, the low-end models will be down to $20,000. After that, the avalanche will sweep all before it. What the cost curve says is that by 2025, all new vehicles will be electric, all new buses, all new cars, all new tractors, all new vans. Anything that moves on wheels will be electric, globally. So the article goes on, you know, they got quite a bit more of this. I will post a link to the full article. It's already in the show notes, ready to go for you guys. I'm not going to read the entire thing. Uh, this story uh, is actually a few months old. The study came out last May. Um, so, you know, we've got less than eight years <laughs> now left to enjoy our traditional vehicles and our pollution and our overpaying for gas i guess you know i don't know I'm, i'll probably miss my motorcycle the most when they try to take that away from me or render it unsustainable to operate costs wise there i mean here in washington state anybody living in western washington around seattle i'll tell you they already kind of get us year in and year out for our registrations it's crazy how much we pay to register our cars around here a couple hundred bucks a year uh, so anyhow, good times, good times. Uh, robots are coming for your jobs. Apparently our cars are going to be robots soon too. So figure it out, everybody. This stuff is happening. It's happening to us all. We're not being asked permission, given any real alibs. It's what's going on. All right, everybody. I'm going to fade out on me. We're going to fade back in on me and Nate Lopez, finishing our conversation from last week. It's a great time. I'm going to pick right back up where we left off with crazy old Phil Spector. And uh, we'll finish up the episode there with some foreshadowing of some cool plants to come. 
It's Monday. You guys have a whole awesome week of opportunity ahead of you. I really hope you seize it every single day. And while that, I want you to smoke some indica and do shit anyway. Dude, it was right after the shit went down. That, wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh my um, gosh, that couldn't have been a more interesting he, time. Well, I got I, I got to see him a few times after that, but he was like really adamant that because I don't know if he if he was just if he was just I think he's just crazy in general. I don't think if he was drinking, but he was just so outgoing and he talked like this and hmm. he was he knew what I did. How I was I was still a fighter? I was actively fighting mm-hmm, this time actually, mm-hmm. and. uh he told me about his bodyguards from the 80s, like Ichiharo, who was like some karate guy from the 80s. That was okay. my bodyguard. I was like, oh, cool. He's like, I would like to – I wouldn't mind putting up you up against him. And I was like, oh, I'd probably just take him down and choke him out or something or kick him in his face. And oh, the karate guys yeah, aren't going to – be good. The karate guys are not – certainly not like a 70-year-old. And he lost his shit on me. He's like, you're fucking crazy. These people will kill you. He's like a ninja. And I'm like, dude, Phil, no, okay. Okay. And I finally I was like, Phil, let's do it. Set it up. Like, can you back it up? I'm like, I will find somebody to back this up. This is just bet ten thousand dollars. You know, I was like, really? He was like, wow, ten thousand. So if I back it up, I'll get twenty grand to go and whoop on some old karate guy. I was like, oh all about my it. Gosh, and he was like, you're out of here, fucking. He was, he couldn't, he couldn't fathom that I was not afraid to fight his like now seventy year old karate. Good, good. Karate Sorry, guy. dude. No. Oh yeah, I'm gonna no. go kick Mr. Miyagi's ass, stop. man. Don't First off, stop making those claims on that other person. Yeah, yeah. He's not even. Okay. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's not trying to do that shit. He'd be like, what are you talking about, Phil? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You? Get out of here. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No. But he was like super. Yeah, it was this weird shit, man. And, wow. And then I got deeper. He started talking about the stuff that happened and his side of the story. I'm like, I don't want to hear this stuff, man. Yeah. I was like, okay, man. You don't got to wow. profess your innocence to me, bro. I'm good. Good to go. I see. He's still. He ain't getting he, out. Did he pass away or is no, he no, still no, in? No, he's still there, in there. Right? He's, he's still in there, fucking weird looking. But I. He lived in a castle, bro. In and Los now Angeles. that woman was or wasn't a girlfriend? Was she a girlfriend or oh, was sure? She... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Wow. I mean, there's plenty on that story. So you know, it would be fun is maybe I research that story a little bit mm-hmm. and, and we could revisit that. Uh, yeah. For real, as a uh, deep dive, that would be an interesting story. Yeah, for sure. Um. So, you know, you got you injured your knee. Started um, with that. When we met, your hand was pretty jacked up. Yeah, I was just throwing a lot of punches, I think, and right. jamming them up. I t- I've broken all my toes. I was going to ask, like, was that Every, fighting related? Everyone, okay. Yes, every one of my toes has been broken at this aye, point. Aye, aye. So much so that if I, I can kick the shit of it on accident on, like, a chair, and it just hurts. Like, ah, oh, fuck. It didn't even break. It just hurts really bad for a long time. Um, yeah, the knee. Um, They're all hardened from being smashed. Yeah, I had my jaw fucked up. My nose is straight now. This is the third break because the doctor straightened it himself so I couldn't breathe out of it. And I still have to, like, go get it fixed, I think, because I can't breathe out of my right nostril. Um, I did have my ears fixed, which is nice. You can see, like, there's a little bit of cauliflower ear left right there. I had them fixed, and then... Neat. They can repair a lot of that? Can, yeah, if you get it early enough, yeah. Nice. Um, it's not fun. Not um, Randy... Uh, Couture. Couture it, style. No, no, no. No, it was, it was pretty bad. Dumb skis, right? What's dumb is, like, I always joke with people. I'm like, back in... Back when I was doing it, girls were terrible. Girls were grossed out by it. 
Mm-hmm. You couldn't get any ass if you had cauliflower ear. Now, mm-hmm. it's like you only get ass if you have cauliflower uh, ear. I'm like, what ridiculous. the hell, man? <laughs> like, how did that fucking go? Like, shit. So I went and got it fixed for no reason, ultimately. Uh, yeah, Damn yeah, it. Yeah, it's so weird. Because girls are like, I like fighters. I'm like, girl, right, girl, totally. girl, my generation of girls were afraid of fighters. It's just so, so yeah, yeah, it's a, it's an instant tell for them, like, of oh, yeah. what level of, uh, virility that, yeah, uh, yeah. male is, Oof, you know? Jesus. So funny. It's basic, you know? It's alright. It's all right. Don't worry about it. You yeah, don't need that good. shit. You know, I'm, I'm good not gonna to go. go out and get simulated cauliflower ears. Oh just man, to make it's my not. This shit hurts. People don't realize this People, all ears. Make, it hurts bullshit. to get. It hurts to get that. Right. Shit. It hurts, man. Well, so uh, a few of the rugby kids were starting to get that. I played yeah. a lot of rugby. Oh, in, rugby guys uh, always have my now. high school era, and yeah. So if you're in the scrum, and if you're in particular in that, um, the locks. Uh, get it really the worst of yeah. all because it's these two guys who are jammed in between the three other mm-hmm. bigger guys. And just getting the, friction up the against those ears. Thing. Yeah. Yes, they're getting it on both sides, so it's not a good scene. Um, they would, of course, tape their heads and stuff to try to combat that. So, Once it starts, it's, you have to take time off. <laughs> I, exactly. Yeah. I think that's the thing. It's like, you know, you can't let it start. So, nope. and, and, if you, um, if, and if you don't have a fight coming up and you feel like you can take a week or two off of training, go ahead. But most people can't who are – that's why fighters have it because they can't take the time off. So I was going to say now, brilliant – Brazilian Betrayal. Betrayal. Brazilian. Mouth. Betrayal. Brazilian. Brazilian jiu-jitsu. jiu-jitsu will – you have enough groundwork. And uh, grappling that you're running the same kind of risks that a traditional wrestler exactly. would. More so because you have that. you have lapels and collars rubbing against that okay. shit. And, so there you go. Yeah, and it's not over as fast when you're pinned. So you're, you have to you have to get submitted typically. So it's pretty gross. Okay, because yeah, because you know traditionally that would be the other uh, kids who I would only associate cauliflower ear with. Yeah, yeah. Just probably don't fuck with them. <laughs> right. <laughs> Public service announcement. Announcement. Yeah. 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 Probably don't fuck with whoever yep. that is. You'll, so, you'll probably lose. So, but uh, the hands were uh, hurting, and yeah. last time we hung out, um, you had just gotten some CBD oil. I did. I was All like, right. I'm going to give it a shot. So we hung out one night. Your hands are jacked up. You get the CBD oil. You come over. Your hands looked and felt better. You were moving them freely. You felt good. And that was like about three weeks ago yep. now. That was. And you've continued to use that Man, my, stuff. my hands never felt so much better in my Dude. So pretty bad did ass, you actually. buy one or two different things, or Just what one. did you buy? I don't even know the name. I'm sorry, I don't know. It's all right, we'll figure it out later. Yeah, you you, I got you it. send me a text with the name. I got of it. it I got it at home. Freedom, so I'll find out what. Okay, it is. Yeah. and uh, we'll find. And but so characterize the product. Is it a topical? Do you it's, rub it on? Yeah. And this is CBD only or CBD and THC? CBD only. CBD only product. Yeah, I'm good on that. Yeah. And uh, was it very expensive? Not too bad. No, it's not as expensive as going to get painkillers would cost you. Right. So was it forty bucks? It's like forty, fifty bucks. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, and there's a lot of it too for for people. Okay. And so you're still not out of it. You made this purchase three weeks ago, and that purchase is still holding up. Right holding now, up, you're not it, out it, of this uh, it, topical yet. That shit delivered, my friend. It felt absolutely amazing. Okay, that's ridiculous. Yeah, and it took about a day and a half for it to. To, uh, when I saw you, I had been taking it for only a couple of days, and I was like, "Wow!" Look, but that was about when. But yeah. that was about when you were yeah. like, "This was like the breakthrough day or yeah. something." And I have like, had legit, a, I have like, just so you know, guys, I have legitimate arthritis in my hands and fingers, so this shit swells up really funky, and it's it's so debilitating. Like I said, when I shook Steve's hand, I was like, "Eh!" Mm-hmm. I couldn't even do it, man. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even mm-hmm. like adjust the mic stand. I was like, "Fuck, yep. dude." Yep, it was evident. Yeah, it was bad. It was noticeably bigger, and now it's like I'm. 
I don't feel any, I feel zero pain in my hand anywhere where the subject areas are. And, or my wrists for that matter, because my wrists have it really bad too. That's uh, just, that's stunning to me. Yeah, and I don't, you know, I'm not trying to promote or sell, because I don't even know the name of the shit I'm using, but it works. Yep. It so works. yeah, so we're, we're simply, it's, I guess, it's only worth what it's worth anecdotally as so many other stories are, I guess, right now, but I'm happy to hear it, frankly. Yeah. Uh, as I mentioned to you, one of my other friends recently reached out to me and, and wanted uh, to know specifically about CBD mm-hmm. products to manage some really serious, like, day-to-day pain management that going, they're dealing yeah. with. Yeah. And theirs is, like, systemic, you know? Right. Uh, so, and uh, and he also, after a day or so, initially was cautiously optimistic um, and he's just getting started with it nice. as well. So I think what's interesting is um, I'm stoked to first off get asked by any of my friends about that stuff. Hell yeah. Um, and I think you were already checking into it. For sure. Or had damn near got it by the time we had hung out. Yeah. Um, but I uh, hadn't necessarily felt the benefit yet. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then um, – but uh, what I was building to there was a point, and the point was – that I feel like, and this is not just me speaking, there's plenty of, like, little articles kicking around that sure. get pushed our way these days, and especially me with, like, all the um, cannabis industry sort of, like, uh, news watch uh, blogs that I that I might uh, follow, sure. um, is that CBD is exploding, in my opinion. People I are discovering so. it every day right now. For tons of different shit, too. And they're reporting a lot of positive results so um and i do definitely still feel like there's also well i don't even have to worry about it so i was about to say oh i think it's so important for people to remember about entourage effect and cbd and thc working you know together even better for you but it's like it's not for every application. It's not for every situation. You know, yeah. people can't have that in so many lines of work these mm-hmm. days still. Um, you know, general overarching legality notwithstanding, if you're operating a giant crane in well, downtown yeah. Seattle exactly. over a fucking, you know, high-rise building with many thousands of people beneath you, I hope you're not using a one-to-one <laughs> product, you know. I hope yeah. you're not using even a low-dose, you know. I hope you're square, man. I hope you're really fucking way more squared away than me, bro. Thank you. Please, thank you, and you're awesome. I really respect the work you do. Keep us all alive, sir. really respect the work you do. You know, so there's, you know, a million other examples of that, obviously. People in, you know, healthcare and stuff like that and many other roles where we're, you know, responsible for each other. So, um it's great. CBD is is uh, you know cannabidiol is our is our cannabinoid that we're focused on there, and that's the one that we're referring to when we say CBD. It has a, a specific name. It's one word, cannabidiol, yeah. and uh, so that's a neat you know thing about that to always remind ourselves and remember. Um, uh, but yeah, like so, I was uh, fortunate to get like gifted a icy hot style sample oh, from nice. a local vendor and this is like a 502 and I got their I got their like sticker and their business card I'll have to find that and give these prop people proper credit <laughs> too but we got one icy hot style and one like um 
like one's a heater and one's a cooler. So yeah. one's the IC and one's the right, hot. Right, so right, two yeah. little sticks, like oh, a deodorant okay. stick style topical. Oh, okay, so again, okay. still a topical. You rub it right on. It's not a lotion though. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. These little sticks, and you push them up and and rub them on, and they feel great because like the ones like eucalyptusy, and the yeah, other yeah, one yeah. is you know That's like legit. some other you know kind of. Uh, uh, cool herbal, um, you know, essential oil, uh, which I, you know, as you can tell, I love that stuff. We got some oh, yeah. smelly stuff. I got, I got a diffuser going right now. Pretty much all the time, so. Um, and so, you know, that is a, I want to explore it more and use it more in my personal life also. I have yes. light arthritis in my injured areas also. I have, I'm a dual shoulder surgery recovery oh, patient as well. Uh, and so, and you know, and I'm that, you know, just a couple years older than you at, at, you know, 43. So getting on, you know, to the point where, um, shit's hurting for no reason. Well, <laughs> you know, and I'm very happy to say that like my shoulder surgeries were really successful. So I don't have the day to day pain that I was living with, with that beforehand. Right. Um, and, uh, however, when I did have it, I was for a long time, uh, medicating with a lot more ibuprofen. And uh, Tylenol right. than I wanted to. And, you know, I couldn't smoke enough bowls to make that really totally go away without, no. you know, the the uh, pills as well. Yeah. It's, um, it's... So there's certain things that are, you know, a certain type of uh, injury that are, you know, chronically re-injuring and, de- you know, deteriorating. Sure. You know, in the in the case of those, they're just yeah, like falling apart more and yeah. more, right? They're just falling apart more and more. I got it. Uh, <laughs> you know, crashing, snowboarding, crashing mountain bikes mostly. And I feel like as um, we get older, so... we get fucked up. <laughs> oh, of just course. Just I'm like, ow, why am I oh, so no, hurt no, that, yeah, dude? you're right. No, you're right. No, of course. Yeah, we get like uh, like new, new ones easier. Yeah. Um, and, of course, like... You know, our old ones vi- visit upon us a little Especially bit. Especially around know, so. January up yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. I was walking, I was, like, two months ago, I was just walking down, I have, like, a little hill lawn thing, and apparently it was icy, so I slipped. It wasn't, like, a long fall. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, slip, I fell. And I felt that shit for, like, a week, and, I, like, I had, like, minor whiplash from it, and I was like, I used to get, like, slammed on a regular basis and be just fine, and yep. this, oh, I'm all fucked up. I had to get, like, all kinds of fucking chiropractic shit done. You know, like you were pointing out, like when your dad started fighting, he never stopped training yeah. since then. Since then, and uh, I look back on you know my you know fifteen years of skateboarding and mm-hmm. stuff, um, but I stopped. I yeah. look at I, I watch skaters today, and I wish I could skate. And I think about grabbing a skateboard and going and skating. And I I know I could still ollie. I know I could still do this. We're not all Rodney Mullen, that. You know what I mean? We're not all Rodney Mullen. It's like, Mullen. no, 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 Steve. No, no, no. Don't start that bullshit. You yeah. Know? It's like, I'm lucky I got my bikes and stuff like that. And I need yeah. to ride my bikes, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, you watch that stuff. And then I also, though, remember what it felt like to slam all the time what is it what did it feel like on your hands to slam in the dead of winter you know what i mean yeah on the cold cement you know what no, i thanks. mean yeah so so bad so so bad and you and you ha- you were going to do that 10 times a day regardless you know, of no matter pain. what yeah. you'd be fine the next know. day yeah for um, the most part but now it's you know like... your scabs would have scabs on them though from going oh. down because most of the time you weren't wearing pads and you weren't gonna you'd be damned if you were gonna wear some pads no, no, you know right. um and that was skating or riding a lot of the time. You know, a lot of the or time. Or just life when you're a young man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah, you know. So, so you know, I, I, have a, I have a good feeling that we have, uh, you know, more than enough material here that we may 
take this episode and, and make it a, a two-parter. Yeah, yeah. Um, How's that list looking? Are we good? Are we doing good on your We list? are. Well, nice. I wanted to, uh, you know, circle back around on, you know, you transitioned out uh, into the, you know, the personal security work for mm-hmm. a few years. And yeah. as we've already talked about, that would be a fun uh, tangent to go down, but we yeah. can contain it. Uh, sure. For today and fast forward to today, just yeah. a little bit more and, and uh, mention or give you an opportunity to mention, uh, is there any cool, like, bigger show coming up? Um, not at for the people moment. people who might be around not here? Not at the moment, no. No, not. I'm probably. What are you going to do about that? Summer. No, I'll probably get something going in the summertime. Okay. Yeah, probably something going <laughs> in the summertime. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not in a huge rush. I'm, I'm happy doing what I'm doing right now. I want to have, like I said, I want to have a couple so, of. So, but where can we see you, like, in a, in a, in a, you know, showing that's in a setting that's like, uh, do you ha- is it all open mics right now? Uh, for the next couple of weeks, it is. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I might, I would, I'm sorry, I was up in Canada. Okay. I'm telling you about the Okay, there we go. Show. Yeah, I went up and did a, a guest spot over at Yuck Yucks in Canada, Vancouver. There we go, that's cool. Didn't do so well. Oh no. <laughs> Canadians kind of, right. Oh, I, I was, I was there last month. I did good sense of humor. Or? Yeah, yeah. It was, I mean, it was okay. It right, was fine. Right. It was fine. I didn't, I mean, I, I'm hard on myself, but, um, there you go. And then I, I might, try to get something going in portland also in the next few weeks but as far as up here i'm trying you know, i read you the, the whole list here you know it's not like i put you on the spot oh yeah yeah yeah. um there's okay. uh there's portland. a lot of venues here but there's a lot of people in in, in line ahead of me right now so i'll say oh interesting so yeah because you know the, these shows get booked out pretty early sometimes so hmm. we'll see i'm not in any rush though to mm-hmm. to, to make my my huge debutante up mm-hmm. here in seattle I, I, I like going to vancouver and I, I'm digging Portland, and you know it's nice to kind of get away a little bit too. So, all right, go yeah. crush your people that I, I I can go either get, just get hammered or do a good job in front of people I have to see on a regular basis. That's kind of what go. I'm doing. <laughs> so it's kind of like it's a glorified open mic, is what it is, I guess. But I make a few bucks doing it, so nice, it's all good, nice. Yeah. So I want to do something. Um, I want to do like uh, I don't know if Bumbershoot has something. You know, they they, they, they do comedy stuff sometimes, or okay. they'll have um, you know. There's places like the Parlor or Seattle Comedy Underground, and you know you have to do a lot of work to get like a headlining spot on those. So okay, I'll probably, interesting. So I'm probably going to start with doing some um, paid spots and headliner spots at some of the smaller venues, and then work my way up to that. And but yeah, I want to do stuff like in other states too, though, because that's really what gets you out there. You can be really popular in your home state or your home neighborhood, mm-hmm. but that's only going to get you so far. You know, if that's where you want to take it. And me, I want to be able to get my stuff out in front of a lot of different audiences. Do uh do you guys do the casinos and stuff like that? Is there a con- I've done a know, casino, casino the Kalahia kind casino. of scene, you know but, what I mean? Yeah, I think the casinos they do have them. I'm not sure how the ones out here do how, how often the ones out here do them, but I know so it's just a matter of looking into that yeah, a little bit closer yeah. and seeing what I did the Kalahia in Temecula one time and that was pretty cool because it was all it was actually there was no native americans there, which is really weird because it was I like there I you go. yeah I didn't, right yeah, you go like, in maybe thinking you're gonna like cater to a whole different audience yeah, then you end up like actually like, oh, there shit, you go where's all the Native American people at there so, you go but yeah um, right now it's just trying to get a couple of sets in I want to I need like a you know you got to have forty minutes sometimes or you know so it takes a long time to get to that point you have to work hard for mm-hmm. that so you have to do lots of ten minute sets and then put them together yeah and, that would be a lot of material to come up with material. that you're like and you got to be able to deliver through. it too yes so. exactly yeah. A lot of work. Huh. All right. Um, well, so, you know, as as we talked about, yeah, I, I, like, I didn't tell Nate all the questions. We just had, like, a really loose framework for our yeah. chat. 
Um, That's how we operate. And, <laughs> but what was uh, something that I thought would be fun to do, and it's kind of speaking of putting somebody on the spot, it's a little fucked up, but you, so you can just do your best with this one. Sure. Um, what would you like to say to 21-year-old Nate? Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. If he stepped through a, a portal and got a hold of this podcast. Slow the fuck down, Tiger. Calm down. Yeah. Slow it down. Not, you know, success comes to those who wait sometimes too, man. Relax. Because I was very... I have ADHD, as it is, so I was very all over the place at 21. And, um, yeah. Probably don't be a bouncer either. Stop with that shit. <laughs> stop, with, stop with all that craziness. So not the best uh, no. line of work. No. At all. At all. A tall. A tall. <laughs> I don't. I can't even go into bars. Like I'm so stressed out even to open mics because I feel like I have to like see what's going on. Oh my god. It's a curse. You're just like what, what, what? Nah, forget about that, dude. It sucks, man. It's like I can't even go enjoy myself at a nightclub. Or, I mean, not that I'm not a nightclub goer anyways, but if I do, I'm fucking stressed. I'm like, hey, is that guy? Is that guy had too much over there. Is that uh, guy? Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, come yeah. here, come here, buddy. Are you doing all right? I'm like, oh, I don't work here. Did Sorry. you check those guys? Yeah, yeah. I'm like telling the bouncer head <laughs> I'm like, yo, you know, you're not doing a very good job. <laughs> Can I give you some criticism? Constructive criticism. <laughs> Quit trying to fuck every girl you walk into. You're here to watch. Oh, other, you're here to watch God. people acting up. You're not here to get laid. Uh-huh. Well, you are, but whatever. So, but were you? Yeah, were you doing both? I had, a, I had a good run. <laughs> I had a good run as a bouncer. I did have a good run. That's right. yes, very good run. There you go. I'll leave it at that. Uh, so uh, I think it would be uh, only fitting to uh, foreshadow um, a future discussion that I hope to have with you. Sure. And you know we can. We're still figuring out how we're going to do that uh, episode, uh, but in another in like what is shaping up to be like super informally like almost though a series um yeah unlike the more philosophical side um i believe you told me you had a background uh you were raised in a with a very particular uh spiritual background a religious uh background mm-hmm. um so i was uh forced at a to become a Jehovah's Witness against my will at a very young age because my mom was kind of fucked in the head. And uh, my mom was one of those ladies that whoever she was into at the time, she was into. Whatever they were into, she was into, like, 100%. Like, I got to commend her for being 100 all or nothing, but, right. like, one dude was, like, in the reincarnation, so she got all into it. One dude was into fucking Steely Dan. She became a Steely She just was that kind of person for whatever reason. I don't know her personal demons were. And then she ended up getting with this guy who was a Jehovah's Witness, and he and that pretty much meant that say goodbye to Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny kid because that shit's gone now, son. Wow. And uh, I had to spend way more time than I wanted to in that whole situation. How old were you? I can't even remember, man. Maybe five, six. I don't even know, man. I don't even know. It's did they get up. married? They did. They did, and it was very very difficult to watch just to watch the transition happen to her because i watched her chameleon herself so many times but to have this happen and then to have it like affect me and have a little sister that i haven't unfortunately seen in a long time too it's just like okay so now we have to like but what what fuck do we believe (laughs) and so safe to say you were um attending 
uh, oh, Jehovah's yeah. Witness services King, King as Hall well. services, right? yeah, going out in okay. service. And, okay. Um, I, I never bought into it, though. I was like... Right, but you got the full... Uh, I, I know, You got yeah. the full curriculum and... 100%. Uh, whether we call it curriculum or... Yeah, uh, brainwashing. Do- doctor- indoctrination <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, or teachings. Uh, I, I'm not a big political or religious talking person, but with that particular thing... I have no problem, man. If I see one, there's, I just found out that the people keep, they keep coming to my house and I'm out there and I'm like, if I catch them at my house, I'm going to tell them, I'm going to, A, I know a ton about everything so I could make them feel stupid and, mm-hmm. and question their beliefs too, but I have no problem saying it's an absolute cult, man. There's no, there's no, there's no, see, two I think ways that's really it. important to, uh, you know, understand. So that'll be interesting. So whereas, the couple other instances of where we've waxed philosophical, we looked at Mars Hill Church, a recent uh, sure. evangelical Christian uh, phenomenon here from the Pacific Northwest. That's a few episodes back, a two-parter. Um, definitely go back and check that one out. I had two good friends here who sat right there, and both of whom were involved with Mars Hill. Oh, wow. Super cool, super cool, and they shared a lot about their time Um there and they were really bittersweet about it because they had a lot of positive things sure. to say about their time. There I wouldn't as well. have very much positive to yeah. say. So. <laughs> so they stopped well short of characterizing anything yeah. that went down at Mars Hill as uh, even verging on culty. At the at the worst, we could say cult of personality surrounding Pastor Driscoll, Pastor Mark right. Driscoll, the charismatic uh, leader at, of the yeah. church at the time. It, okay, I, so. I would I would I would short list this to say the Jehovah's Witness religion is. Like a fast food chain of cults, crazy. Because you have your circuit overseer who oversees, you know, their district in okay. a sense, and that's okay. the guy. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's love it. It's hilarious. Love it. Yeah, and love they have their convention, their yearly convention, where it's just like the most tor- It was the most torturous fucking thing I could ever go to. Wow. I would rather be locked in what a part room. of the country. Uh, I went to the one in Long Beach, California. So they have them here and there and everywhere. They have them at the, they have them at the Seattle okay. Center. Uh-huh. Is it the Seattle Center or Tacoma Dome? One of those two. Okay, yeah. One of those two places mm-hmm. they have mm-hmm. them at. Um, and it's, yeah, there's everyone in the state basically comes to it, and it's like a three-day situation. It, I just remember being like, I would rather die than do this ever again in my life. This is horrible. Three-day, dry, All boring day, party. Bro, Not even like, a party. God, oh, just kill God. me now, please. Okay, so I think... So I think I, I, I know how we want to um, approach that. Um, I'm going to refresh my research on the religion itself. Yeah. Um, and you can just ask away and I'll tell you. And then, yeah, well, when, <laughs> when, when you come back, what we'll do is I'll read you these facts that uh-huh. I've learned. About the church, and I have can, statistics that I found on my own. Yeah, and you can give me some. You. Yeah, you can give me some uh, uh, feedback on that. And so, absolutely. And um, so, as always, my interest in that stems from a general interest in spirituality and Western religion in all its forms, including and especially in my adulthood, the forms that tend to go down these, to my eyes stranger and mm-hmm. darker paths and Taboo. these sort of, yeah. you know, bizarro world interpretations of, you know, ostensibly, you know, Jehovah's Witnesses are dealing with a lot of the same scripture that we all They've just uh, fucked deal with, with They've but just they, fucked with you know, to, did a bunch yeah. of stuff to their scripture. I've never had a Jehovah's Witness Bible in my hands. It's called, so it's called the New one. World Translation of the Holy yeah, Scriptures. I need to get that. <laughs> I need to get my hands on one of those. Oh, I think I have one. I can That would be sick. That would be so cool. Yeah, I might have drawn dicks all over uh, the inside. Okay. Okay. Like, we know. could do a little bit of that together. Yeah. While you're here. Um, 
So, yeah, so that would be, uh, you know, TBD when we'll sit back down to do it yeah. so that I can do that research. Um, I'm hoping to but, become a regular guest. You know, there we go. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, and, and uh, you know, uh, in this case, the interest uh, for this topic, um, you know, is not just to leverage you completely. I do need to, like, ask myself how much I want to, like, revisit that that era but you know my very first like serious high school girlfriend was a young lady who was in the faith and uh, who, in that particular one yes absolutely jehovah's witness, jehovah's witness. Uh, how far did and you go with that one so <laughs> we were together for a couple years wow. through high school through most of high school and only broke up like second half of senior year you know super predictable you know yeah. um and uh but uh yeah, we had nothing but trouble. Obviously, of course, nothing but trouble. Her parents loved you. Nothing but trouble. That wasn't. That Her wasn't. Parents that was not okay. <laughs> not okay. Yeah. Uh, and she yeah. was a really good girl. You know, she uh, kept her virtue intact for a long, long time with me, and that was, you know, to, well to her credit, because I was trying maneuvers and moves it's, as much as I could the whole time. You know. <laughs> um, so, good on you. Good on you. But uh, but yeah, but she went through a lot just to have any friends at all. Yeah. You know, any friends at all, any of her, any of her most casual of school friends, because there were several other Jehovah's Witness mm-hmm. boys and girls in the school, um, not all of them known to any of us, because, yeah. of course, they keep that fairly quiet. They keep, they the keep most to themselves part, unless quite you're, often, too. Yeah, unless yeah. you have a class or two with um, someone, <laughs> unless yeah. you, um, you know, back in my era... We're in class with someone at the time something like the Pledge of Allegiance occurred and you, you saw them stand. as the one objector at that time. Sure. These days nobody stands for that shit. Nobody yeah. even gets up for the pledge anymore. I yeah. think they play it over the uh, loudspeaker in most schools. The kids are texting. A lot of the kids, yeah, a lot of the kids don't even get texting up for that. Texting to the dick pics and stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so, yeah, so there's, so that's, so that's, you yeah. know, uh, my, my personal angle on, I have some experience with that religion as well. It was uniformly bizarre and generally negative, um, yeah. and I didn't come away from it in very sympathetic sure, with sure. the faith. My later investigations and reading with it uh, and documentaries that I've seen around it have only ever uh, substantiated that sort of general impression. Right. But I would love to sit here and do this about it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and in, I think in, we can make know, a full episode about that. Oh, and then God, I, yes. I can also... I would add, and we could have this. This could be part of the same thing. Is I'm also a Freemason and a Shriner. Holy, calm down, man. Relax, relax. What? Yeah, I, I haven't been to Lodge. Down boy, and well down boy. I haven't been to Lodge in about a year and a half. But I, you know, once you are, you are. That's how it is. But I don't, I don't. I, I was an officer in the lodge even, and I stopped. It just, you know, for personal reasons, it was. Not working out for me in my life. Oh, but I, I also have. A, I'll bring my fez the next time and wear it for you. <laughs> you can see my fez and everything. I got a. I got a Robert Lomas book right up there on oh, the shelf. Lomas, you see that oh. shit? Robert Lomas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he made a face. He made a face. That's oh. great. I, like I said, I, I. I'm not. I haven't been practicing. Right. I, I just haven't gone and oh um, some God, personal reasons. But I. Fun, right. There's things I'll talk about and things I promise not to talk about because I I'll honor that. But fantastic. There's, I can talk about more. Like we can talk about more. Don't stuff worry. I'll drug him. No, I'll no, we can talk ass. about a lot more stuff than people realize. It's kind of funny. It's like, <laughs> it's not that people need to relax. Quit watching movies. It's mm-hmm, not like that. Mm-hmm, Taking mm-hmm. over the world one crab feet at a time. I will not doing... stop watching funny movies. I will not stop watching weird <laughs> national treasures. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. No, I'm talking like the weird shit on YouTube. That's oh, my, yeah. That's my good shit. Lord almighty. That's my shit. 
uh, yeah, what do you think? You think I'm sticking with fucking uh, Dan Brown movies <laughs> over here for my fucking sources? Come on, get the fuck out of here. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Oh man. All right. So so yeah, um so I was thinking that, you know, that probably about covers it for today. Sure. I'm really glad we could actually take a moment and, and foreshadow that because as I said, we got a good, you know, almost two hours of audio. So yeah. I'll probably break this into a two parter for everybody Perfect. and I'll do just a little bit of sound production after the fact to make it nice for everybody. Yeah. Um and what I'll do is uh do I'll cut back in my oh Buy my T-shirts. Yeah. Go like and subscribe, all that fun stuff for you guys, because I know you love to hear it. <laughs> um, and I'll put that in, and uh, we'll have a great time. And, uh, Nate, I want to thank you once again for coming back, because oh, man, this has I love been it. fucking super rad. I cleaned up, tidied up the zone for you. Snacks hope you enjoyed it. So we got to flavored nosh, water. Right? We yeah. noshed a little. It's good stuff, um, man. And, uh, oh, I'm going to go... I'm going to go nosh some more on my fucking yeah, good, crazy good. soup. I'm such a jerk. I made Nate soup. Well, I was I was I was an unwitting jerk. Um but he didn't I, know. He didn't know. I I had this uh like salt pork pork belly in the fridge that I didn't know what to do with and you know I I go back and forth between, you know, great delicious healthy vegetable-based meals and vegan meals yeah. and then terrible shit like this. That's how we do um, it. Tricks your system. We got it point. in the house <laughs> and I'm trying to trying to go through it and use it. So I made this uh I I like seared it all up in the skillet with some onions and garlic mm-hmm. and then uh threw a whole bunch of other vegetables on top of them it really quick great. and like, you know, got them <laughs> yummy and uh tossed it all in the crock pot with some uh what I do like oyster sauce and and some and some uh, vegetable stock, right? Outstanding, though. And <laughs> so I'm about to go. I'm about to go get up on that. And uh, sorry, but so Nate is plant based these days. Yeah, plant based. Uh, so I'll remember part. that for the future, well, and I'll know. just make you just as yummy of a soup. Well, uh, next time here's you the come disclaimer, though. I do for eat, a meal. I eat seafood that I okay. bring, that I catch myself. Okay. And if I do eat meat, it's usually meat that I've taken myself. So okay. I do hunt. Nice. So interesting. I had a, it's okay. funny, I real quick, I gotta say, I had a. A message from a, follow, a former follower mm-hmm. as of now. I had pictures on my Instagram of when I went pheasant hunting and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. I have, I literally, I pretty much eat the meat that I take. That's mostly what I do. Okay. And because uh, I, I, I frown heavily upon the farming industry. Um, she said, fuck you for showing photos of dead animals. And I was like, I'm such like, and I'm such a nicer guy than people give me credit for. Right. I was like, you know, I'm very sorry. You know what? One person's opinion. I don't like that I hurt that I offended them. So I said, hey, I'm sorry. You know, I'm actually plant-based for the most part. This is That's the only meat that I eat is what I take. So I'll pull them down for defense. So I pulled them down. Mm-hmm. And this little fucking asshole, she, she says, well, it doesn't really matter because I unfollowed you anyways. And I was like, well, I took them down so you can refollow. She's like, no thanks. And I'm just like, you fucking bitch, dude. Wow. Like, See, I try to be nice. I'm you like, were dating and you didn't even know it. Yeah, apparently, yeah. yeah like, no, yeah. she broke up with your ass. Fucking A, she real quick, dumped man. You. Didn't even let me touch her. Yeah, God damn. Uh, well, so... Uh, before you go, do you want to say hi to anybody? Yeah, yeah. You so know? if we're going to do two episodes, um, you can just snippet this in for the second one, too, right? How does that work? They'll come out really quick, okay, one cool, after cool. another. You know, uh, It'll just one... give people an opportunity to download it okay. you know, um, and listen to it in, in two chunks. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. So. so I got um, this lovely woman, Megan, and she has a really cool page. I want to make sure I get her, um, get her, her Instagram said properly um she's got awesome little things she posts on there it's the period diamond period duchess 
All right. And she just she's super weedy. She like does all kinds of cool like dab videos. Like oh that. no! Cool. But not obnoxious. It's actually cool. like very tastefully cool. done. Oh, all right, cool. good. Um, and then I got let's see here. I made a list Love this it. time because I didn't I'll have follow her. Um, as always, like uh, Livewire, Live Holloway. Um, I got my buddy Kevin Keo. Uh, I got you know once again that one time I got abducted by aliens. Nice, and I have subscribed to them, Good. and I was hovering on play the other morning and got ADD'd or something. Oh, yeah, it happens. Got it fucked happens. around. Um, I'm going to listen to you kids. Yeah. All right, very soon. My buddy, uh, another comedian, Jamal Harrington, he, he's Orphan Power Death Machine on Instagram. He's I saw he, Jamal, right? I was hanging yeah, with Yeah, 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 he was sitting there with you. There we go. That's what right, up? that's right. And then um, Monica Nevy, who's a fucking bad motherfucker. She is hilarious. If you guys can go, she's got some stuff on YouTube. Um, she is fucking hilarious. I hope, I aspire to be as together as she is one day when she's on stage. She is so good on stage. She's got super funny shit she does. Um, but she's super cool. And everything, all her stuff is Monica Nevi, M-O-N-I-C-A. Last name's Nevi, N-E-V-I. It's at Monica Nevi, Monica Nevi on Facebook, MonicaNevi.com. Okay. She's super hilarious. Go check her I'm gonna out. I'm going to help you... Nate out by making him give me all the performers and, yeah, um, yeah. creators, uh, names, you know, and info for the show notes. Yeah. And then, uh, last but not least, man, I had a really good heart-to-heart talk with a, a reconnection friend of mine from from the Newport days, and we both we we drifted apart, um, and he got his shit together. He he went some hard times. He's actually an actor. He played uh, Hobie on Baywatch. His name is Jeremy Jackson. Nice, nice. Uh, we finally caught up yesterday on the phone for a good thirty minutes. We haven't talked to each other, you know, on the phone in years. We've all been messaging each other, but he's doing some great things. He's he's been sober, got his life together. He he helps others now who have substance abuse issues, and he's all about fitness and jujitsu now. Um, yeah, Jeremy Jackson. If you don't know who he is, he's he's doing really good with his life. And love you, buddy. Good to talk to you yesterday, man. Nice. Pretty good. So, but yeah, that's it for today on my shout outs. And if you said his name earlier when we were talking about him in conversation, forgive me, but what's your dad's name again? Uh, Greg, Gregory Lopez. My middle name, Greg All Lopez. Right. It's Campeon Jiu Jitsu. C A M P E O N. It's Campeon. means champion in Portuguese. Um, yeah, go, you check his page out. He's got, uh, he's got his own Jiu Jitsu school. He's getting ready for the, I think the Worlds in Las Vegas this summer for Black Belt. Super, 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 Master, whatever they call him, he's older. All the old chaps. Wow, but yeah, it's good. Uh, he sent me a picture of his abs. I wasn't too happy about that. I'm like, why are you showing me a video? Like, don't yeah, send me selfies letting, of your he's abs. Just letting dad. you know what a mess you are. Jesus, I he guess, already man. knows. He knows. He totally he's knows. got your beat. Yeah, it's fucked up. I'm like, dad, I don't want to see that. But <laughs> stop sending me selfies. It's off-putting, dad. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, that's great. Well, so uh, maybe we can have him on sometime. I, he's going to be know, visiting me for my birthday this month, so maybe we can work it out. I can sneak him in here for an hour, and we can. You can ask him stories about the old school, the dirt weed. That'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I really think that would be really fun to connect on a number of levels because you did say he he grew. Yeah, he he grew. Oh, he had God. to grow up in his house, and, oh, and, my, and my mother, my stepmom, she did the deliveries, dispensary. She had her license to be delivery, you know, mobile. All right. So I don't know it. what's going on All with right. it now. Um, they just they're getting ready to move again, but I don't know if, how things are going. And they were doing okay with it. Our, my, my friend was living with them, and he was helping with the growing or heading, had you know spearheading the actual grow off itself and. Yeah, my dad's never stopped since I've known. So he's okay. always medicated. Well, if we have to wait a little while for to get him on, then perhaps when you chat with him, give ask I'll, him I'll, for some stories and get yeah, yeah. get reacquainted with it, so that we can warm ourselves up for his eventual uh, arrival. Here. <coughs> Pardon me. Yeah, I have uh, the gift of gap to, from him. So there if, we if go. I, if I get him in here, he'll do plenty of. Thoughts. We'll just go back to this well as much as we can. Then. Yeah, for sure. So cool. All right, brother. All right. Thank you. Uh, and uh, I guess. Uh, Everybody who might be listening, if you haven't smoked 
up in the last little bit, and I, I've been chilling out just about long enough now that we've been recording. I'm going to spark this indica and do shit anyway. Peace. You're like fucking almond. Milk. Yeah. What is this? What's Ooh, next? What? Peanut milk. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I want the regular milk. <laughs> the regular. Milk. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know what? Not, not for nothing, but actually, ah, uh, okay. Being real for a second. You know, we didn't always have the most money growing up, right? My parents worked hard for it and didn't always have quite all of it. You know what I mean? We just got by. We didn't die. Yeah. <laughs> Never lost the house um, <laughs> or anything like that. But um, sometimes when she couldn't get to the grocery store or if money was too tight, she would either at the end there cut the real milk with either condensed or evaporated. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, yeah. One of the two, I think, not the good one, not yeah, the yummy, it's, delicious, it's, extra sweet one. I the, think it's the evaporated milk. Right? <laughs> yes, like exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, exactly. Condensed milk is the shit because you're making horchata with that. Yeah, and all yeah, sorts yeah, of good yeah, shit. Yeah, all right, yeah, so yeah. there's tons of good shit that you can make with condensed milk. Fuck yeah. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Um, in fact, it, in some ways, it's a slight, could potentially be a slight upgrade. <laughs> in fact. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, so, and, and, you know, we would complain, we would get mad, we would mm-hmm. whine about it, we were we were relentlessly not understanding about it. And I remember seeing like the hurt a little bit in my mom's eyes or you know, her mannerisms. Yeah, you're like Sorry. And I didn't give a shit back then. But now <laughs> I feel like I deserve to burn for yeah, it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like like wow. Like how could I how could I I knew on some small level that I'm like, you know, why